This is the Fear Nothing or Fear Everything podcast. Hello, beautiful humans. I am Jenny Lynn, and this is the Fear Nothing or Fear Everything podcast. I am so, so excited to be able to talk with you on this new platform. We are going to talk about how the slightest fear can either hold you back from your dreams or how it will help you excel into new levels you didn't even know was possible. You will hear how I struggled um, with this into my late 20s till I said, you know what, enough's enough. And I purchased my first business and I paid it off in less than two years. And then I grew up to six businesses, including franchises, how I started my own light of beauty products, and I'm a photographer. So that's just a little bit of my professional life. I'm also a mom and a wife who definitely struggled with balancing everything early on um, till one day I had to put everything in perspective. I had to take a step back and think, okay, what needs to change? That's when I had my systems were in place and I backed out of the business day to day and it was like heaven on earth. Um, and I want you to be able to do that as well. So if you're ready to dig in and let me show you how easy it is to run a business and have a family life. Okay, let's start by me telling you who the heck I am and why I think I am good enough to start this podcast. I was born in a very small town in Michigan Yes, a Michigander, as they called it, until I was 12, and then my parents moved us to Oklahoma. And you want to talk about a culture shock? It was one at its finest. This is where I graduated from a small private high school and had zero, and I mean zero, intentions of going to college. All I knew is I wanted lots of money, and I knew I did not want somebody telling me what to do. So I went from job to job to job. But in my defense, I always had a job. So when I was a youngin, I cleaned houses and I went with one of my cousins. She actually sold um, home interior and gifts. I don't even know if that's around anymore, but that's what I did. So I helped her carry in and unload and pack and reload. Um, it was almost mesmerizing watching her work. She absolutely loved what she did, and she knew how to interact with people, and they absolutely loved her. And to this day, everybody loves her, and I loved being her assistant. Sounds like an easy job, I know, but it taught, taught me such basic etiquette on how to talk to people and how to handle myself as a young lady. And I think that was probably when I started realizing how fun it was to talk to people and meet people. So then there were more jobs and probably more jobs after that, all in which they all worked with people. So I loved meeting everyone and anyone and hearing their stories and where they came from. I mean, it was like I wasn't, it did, I didn't even need to get paid for working with people. That's how much I enjoyed it. So then I started my retail journey. That's another story but it started my um, career. 
one of my first jobs, I'll never forget this, was in a convenience store. It was called Jiffy Trip. It was the only convenience store um, in my little small town that I lived in. So I cleaned and I cooked in the deep fryer because that's all they cooked at Jiffy Trip. And I swept. And yes, you can guess it. I did talk to people. I then took probably one of my favorite retail jobs at a high-end children's clothing store in Tulsa. That was where I worked my way up to management and I absolutely loved what I did. Um, I sized little baby shoes and I got them all ready for you know their big events and it was just so glamorous at that time. Um, I didn't ma- it didn't even matter to me that I had to drive one hour each way to work. I just really enjoyed my job. So skipping a few years in between here, I am now in Kansas. I kept my retail career for many years and up to where I ran my own store, um, which was huge for me because I worked up from Jiffy Trip working as a, like a little cleaning lady and deep fryer till I was a store manager and I'm not talking about a little store I'm talking about like an Eddie Bauer million dollars of a store so it was pretty big for me but I did start going to college um, in here somewhere Um, I did a lot better than what I thought I would and I actually enjoyed it so that was even crazier so now I'm married I have two kiddos I have a full-time job and a college career yay me So I got through a year and a half of college, almost to my associate's degree and the pressure, it took its course on me and I had to quit school and for the longest time I felt like I was a failure for not staying with it. I wanted to prove to my kids that, you know, I'm going to be a successful woman and I needed this college career to make this happen when in fact I didn't and I proved it. So... I continued in retail management for oh several years um, in Wichita till I decided I wanted to make money for my family and I wanted to be I wanted to have that flexibility that I could be that that mom that showed up for her kids at school events because in retail management it hardly happened um, sad to say but it didn't. You worked a lot of long hours. You were gone every holiday. And then being married to a law enforcement officer, that was like double whammy. And we don't have a whole lot of family in Wichita. So it made it just a little bit more uh, difficult for me. So, but it also fueled my flame, fueled my fire um, in making sure that I was successful. So I started researching and being like a sponge, I was soaking everything up. I was learning as much as I possibly could because my philosophy back then was failure is not an option. If I'm going to go into this business ownership entrepreneur thing, I'm not going to fail. So after doing all the legwork, such as business plan, finding the best location, hiring a contractor, um, I was ready to open my first salon. We found a perfect spot in a suburb of Wichita and the excitement was off the charts. I mean, I was ecstatic. Two days before going to sign on my little baby business, we were offered an amazing deal. So the amazing deal was a salon that started in Wichita back in 1980 
80, 80 or 81 was needing a buyer. Oh no, now what do we do? Well, new business with no clientele, no proven track record, or a Wichita salon, proven sales, great location, great salon. It sounds like it's almost like a no-brainer, but it was such a hard, hard decision for me. Um, I started a couple. I started out a couple weeks with anxiety, stress, worry, sleepless nights. And when I say sleepless nights, I mean there was nights that I didn't sleep. I was up all night doing research. What should I do? What should I not do? What is the best way? I mean, we had everything set at the banks. We got our loan. Everything was just perfect on this brand new salon. So why would I change it? But guess which one I went with? Yeah, you're probably right. I went with the one that has a proven track record. It's been here since 1981. And I did it. So we are kind of back to square one because we have to go back to the banks and we have to do all the... Um, changing of the locations and all of those this stuff so we get back to the bank and I'm sitting there and I'm really excited and he comes out and he's like oh you know I hate to do this to you but this loan's not gonna go through this time what what do you mean this loan's not gonna go through well the bank had a new owner and they changed some systems where they weren't going to loan on salons. So two weeks prior, I had it. I, I signed it. I had everything was ready. And I didn't understand how two weeks could make such a huge difference. So I left. And of course, I'm bawling my head off. I get home not knowing which way to turn. Um, I almost threw in the towel. That's how distraught I was. I was just mortified that something like this could happen after all the research all the hours I put in to spending on the internet calling my friends that own their businesses how could this happen to me <laughs> it shouldn't happen to anyone but it happened to me how am I going to handle this I knew this salon wasn't going to last because of the location and all of the the perks that it had so I went to work and I changed up my business plan and I went to like seven or eight different banks. Well, all of them were the larger banks that they all had the same changes in their bank or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, at this point, I'm getting so determined because I'm tired of being told no and it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this salon. So then a friend hooked me up with a broker, which he well, he was amazing. I wish I would have found him first, but I didn't. And I felt like I was taught so much in this process of what I should have done or what I shouldn't have done and how I learned, you know, all these little, little things that I, I could have, I took with me, I should say. So he said it was a no brainer. We had great jobs, great credit, no problem. So the day that we're supposed to sign to get our loan, to get this business, I am sweating profusely. I remember getting in the car, taking deep breaths. I was getting nauseated because I was trying to, I tried to stay positive, but you know, when you have so many people saying no, 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 it's hard to keep that positive vibe going. So I get in the car 
my husband and I both, we drive down there and the first thing I did when I walked in his office, I said, where's the check? And it was laying on his desk, already signed, and all I had to do was sign my name. Holy smokes, best day ever. Um, so now I'm a business owner. So then we um, make it where we have to meet up with the owners and our attorneys and you know do all the logistics stuff, which was fine. I had the money in hand. I knew I was getting my salon, so I didn't care. <clears throat> After all of the logistics were done, I um, started working with the previous owner for about a month, just learning the ropes and meeting all of the, the people and all of that good stuff. And I was thinking I was living my best life. Huh, not really. Not yet. So I worked open to close seven days a week when I first took over. And um, I did that for almost two years, I do believe, um, making procedure manuals. And so when I knew, when I handed the reins to any staff, any manager, it would be crystal clear on my expectations. I didn't have a deadline set for when I wanted to back out, but I knew, I mean, that was the goal is I just wanted to get in there and I knew that two years, you know, it'd be a little difficult not seeing my babies or, you know, spending a whole lot of time with my husband, but I knew it would pay off. So it was okay. I dealt with it. They dealt with it. And with me doing this, I kept my overhead very low because one of the goals is to pay it off as soon as possible. So that was the main goal. So when you get in there, and I um, learned in all my retail jobs how to, you know, do marketing and everything, because when you're a manager at a store, you have a lot on your plate and you, you juggle your day-to-day -day and how to make your daily goals or your weekly goals, your monthly goals, because you wanted to make your, your bonuses. So the first year and a half was very hard, towards the end anyway. I lost a lot of weight because I was always working and hardly took time to sit because I felt like I wasn't being productive if I was sitting. So after this long year and a half, the day finally came and it is bringing tears to my eyes just thinking about that day because I remember I had the check to pay off my salon and I walked it to them and I handed it to them and it was not, I can't even express to you the feeling of power that I had that day, the power of success the feeling of extreme accomplishment because I did what I set out to do. So not only that, but I hired a full-time staff. So I stepped back a little, which was super, super difficult. Control has become my buddy um, because I was very, it was my first baby. So I had to um, have some kind of control because I didn't want anything to go wrong. And I was very, very strict on making our goals. And customer service was always and will be the most vital part of my By building relationships, that in return builds trust. And once people trust you and like you, they will be loyal customers as long as you're in business. 
You guys, I am just being vulnerable here and documenting as I go. And I hope I can help one person and I would be extremely happy. If you like what you hear, subscribe to my podcast and tell all your friends. Till next time, see you later.